Welcome to the podcast. And a happy 2020 to you. Yay! We are having a little bit of bubbles uh, to commemorate the new year. I'm Katie. I'm Hannah. And this is (laughs) When Kiss Means Forever. (laughs) This is the podcast that celebrates all of the same tropes and weirdness that you celebrate during your Christmas holiday season into the rest of the year, whether it be holly and jolly or, oh God, we're hungover, Um, (laughs) translated into moviedom. Yes. Um, so I think before we get into movies and, and the like, uh, today's episode, we need to do a little housekeeping. Yes. And kind of discuss what's, uh, gonna happen, cause, hey guys, it's 2020. <laughs> or, hey guys, it's 2020. <laughs> so how, however you feel about this coming year, um, we're, it, it does mean it's the end of the Christmas season. <laughs> Yes. So we're going to switch up our uh, like schedule and go back to our original schedule uh, since it's not like crunch time for Hallmark movies. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to go back to every other week because, uh, you know, we have oh, lives in theory. <laughs> Although I had a really good time doing it weekly. Yeah. No, it was it super was really fun. fun. So anyway. <laughs> for this new for this New Year's um we still have a Christmas movie. Yeah, we do. Because it's sort of like a exclamation point on Christmas. Yeah, I mean, Hallmark is continuing to do Christmas movies for a little while into the new year until they don't, and uh, I mean, so will well, we. Yeah, Hallmark does Christmas movies year-round. Oh, yeah, that's true. They do it every Friday night in case anybody wants to catch one. <laughs> Lifetime is back to their reg- regularly scheduled. My daughter is marrying a serial killer. Uh, and after being pregnant. Um, I wish we did those, but we don't. Yeah, the, we, 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 have to, we have to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> we sure do. All right, so. So, so we're going to go back in time and jump on this Little Women bandwagon. Because if you haven't seen the new... Little Women, the Greta Gerwig, uh, Saoirse Ronan, Emma Watson vehicle, you totally should, because it's great. You And talking about this uh, movie from November 24th, 2012. So it's, it's quite a while ago. Um, that's currently on Hulu and Amazon, if you want to go watch it. Um, and it's called The March Sisters at Christmas. Yes. So, um, this is, uh, a movie that is... Mar Vista! It is a Mar Vista movie. Um, and the synopsis, according to the interwebs, is, To keep the family home from being sold, the four very modern March sisters tackle home improvements on their own. But their romantic entanglements involving the boy next door, an old flame, and a new acquaintance become a distraction. And it stars Julie Berman, Caitlin Doubleday, Melissa Farman, and Molly Kuntz as the March Girls. Yeah. So in this modern and Hannah says Disneyfied, which she'll explain her definition of Disneyfied to us later, um, in this modern retelling of Louisa May Alcott's Little Women, the March sisters, who are just in case you don't know, Joe, Meg, Beth, and Amy, uh, in this version they are all twenty somethings living at their family home 
orchard house. Uh, But due to financial issues and the state of the house, their mother is seriously considering selling. Uh, Their father is a war reporter and he has been seriously hurt in Afghanistan and their mother is going over there for two to three months to help him recover so he can come home um, and is considering selling the house in the meantime. Yeah, in case you're wondering, the Jingle Bells are Percy, our yeah. lovely, the lovely cat, cat podcaster yeah, who's our, here today. we have our kitty, uh, my kitty cat this time. Yes. Usually it's been Pigeon, but now we have Persephone. Yes. Um, so, well, their mother, who is unhelpfully not called Marmy in this version of no. the story, um, is gone. The girls are left uh, in their Massachusetts home uh, in Concord. So after a bad night at their neighbor Teddy's Halloween party, and again, we're messing up names because everybody calls him Teddy. Okay. Um, it's not just he, a Joe thing. Yeah. Right. He's not Lori to anybody. He's just Teddy. Um, they decide that in order to keep Orchard House, it needs to be renovated. And since they have and make no money uh, between the four of them. Uh, they will have to do it themselves. So let the home renovation project commence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have uh, little women meets uh, flip and flipper floppers. Yeah. Right. Right. It's it's, it's uh, a home renovation show via little women. <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, at the Lawrence home next door, yes, the Lawrences are still their neighbors, um, Teddy and John Brooke, who in this version is Meg's ex from college and Teddy's friend. Um, so Teddy and John Brooke are drunk and complaining that the March women that they love don't love them back. So Mr. Lawrence, um, who is Teddy's uncle in this version as well as... And, in and, and also Lex Luthor from... Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. <laughs> Who I know as uh, Blair Waldorf's gay father and Gossip Girl. <laughs> um, so this Mr. Lawrence dares dares both of these boys to grow a pair and gives them until Christmas to get Joe and Meg, respectively, to fall in love with them and give them a real kiss. Kind of a la Little Mermaid or How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the girls go to start their, their renovation projects. Um, and they realize they can't afford any power tools because power tools cost money. Um, so they're going to have to do things by hand. Uh, Amy even is like, I'll do the electrical. I've, I've learned electrical stuff. And every, all, everyone else is like, um, no, don't do that. That's bad planning. Nope. Uh, let an expert, like, we should pay an expert to do the electrical. In the very least. <laughs> um, so everybody vetoes her. Uh, but Teddy is an app developer and he, and also seems to just have a lot of money um so he buys all these power tools in order to show joe that he loves her in a weird way um and joe of course being proud and stubborn won't accept any of these she's like no you can't do that um so he goes around and actually borrows the tools from neighbors and friends which is a very reasonable thing to do um and on the bar- march's behalf um, and really, they should have thought of that because all I could think during the scene was like the, you know, the four or five neighbors that may, were are around my parents would like they bought one lawnmower and it was like just the lawnmower lives here. Come get it when you need it. <laughs> um, so Amy, in order to prove that she is not a child because she is 20 
um, at this point. She decides to go against the wishes of her family and attempt to replace the fuse box on her own. Again, she says she's good with electric. She's not. Um, and it does not go well. Kel surprise. <laughs> and she starts a fire. Um, so while the house does not burn down, thank God, Joe is so angry at Amy that she refuses to speak to her for days. Um, yes. So... In this version of Little Women, Meg is in law school, Mm -hmm. Amy is into theater, and I think is like a stage manager. They say in the script at some point she's the prop master's assistant, but she is backstage at that one time. Yeah, like doing very much stage manager-y things. Yeah, but she's not that powerful, I think. Whatever. (laughs) Um, So Beth likes music, but does absolutely nothing. No. Like, just absolutely nothing. And Joe is a celebrity ghost tweeter, meaning that she crafts and writes tweets for celebrities so that they don't have to. Sounds um, great. Yeah. But also, like, it's one of those things where I'm like, of course somebody probably does have this job. But also, I've never thought about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, essentially, no money is coming into this household at this point. Because nobody has, like, a real paying job. Except kind of Joe, but it's unclear how much you make from tweeting. Mm. Um, but Joe gets the opportunity to ghostwrite a book for one of her a pop star clients that she's been tweeting for uh, to write their autobiography. As long as the editor approves mm-hmm. of her. Well, of course, Joe goes to meet with this editor, who is Marcus Bear, not Fritz or Freddy or anything like that from the source material, um, for some reason, who knows, but he is the bear that we know and love. Um, uh, so anyway, she accidentally sent him her ghost tweets, along with the manuscript for her novel based on her life. Uh, she is mortified that he's read the novel, since that's not what she's there to talk about, but he seems to have liked it, and she gets the job to write the autobiography. Uh, So during the uh, renovation project, Amy finds that under some linoleum, there's like really nice or potentially nice hardwood. And there's also a secret fireplace in in this house. Um, But Joe, for whatever reason, can't see the beauty of what Amy has found and is just like, oh, my God, you're destroying the house even worse than it already is. And you're terrible and I hate you forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Complete conflict. Yeah. Right. Like, like it's, it's a, it's quite unreasonable to be honest. Um, and everyone else seems pretty stoked about the find. Um, because they're like, Oh no, this could actually be really nice. Like, look at this. This is cool. Um, but again, Joe is back to not speaking to Amy. <laughs> There's a lot of fights between Joe and Amy. I mean, there is in the source of material too, but it's like not as this many. Is, yeah, they they were definitely friendlier. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Amy decides to get revenge on Joe by tweeting naked pictures as the pop star. Yeah, from the pop star's account. I'm still a little bit confused about it. I, but also, I was thinking about it that it's 2012, so there's no, like... Burning of the manuscript. Well, there's no burning of the manuscript, but also, like, I was thinking, like, how did she get into the phone? It's like, oh, they might not have, like, been password protected, or, like... In 2012. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. And I'm like, nobody can open my phone, you need my fingerprint, or my face. And oh, it's like, no. It's like, oh, yeah, we didn't have that at that point. In the stone age of 2012. <laughs> um. So, obviously, Joe is pissed that that this has happened and she loses the book deal because kind of of course she does yeah 
it's, but anyway, everybody's really upset with Amy because this was like the source of money and now it's gone and she didn't really think about anybody else um, and the consequences of her actions. Right. So uh, now Thanksgiving arrives and tensions are super high. Miss, Mr. Lawrence brings over Thanksgiving dinner, but since Joe and Amy are not speaking, dinner doesn't really happen. Um, but during this whole thing, he does give Beth his piano, so that scene does happen, um, since she's the only one who ever really plays it. Um, and Meg and John get back together at this point. At this particular night, it seems like it might be a drunken hookup, but uh, perhaps more because John is obviously still in love with Meg and yes. Meg is with someone else right but they, technically we think it's I'm unclear about when she breaks up with this other person meh doesn't matter doesn't matter <laughs> so um at midnight on Thanksgiving night morn eve so Thanksgiving Thanksgiving to Black Friday that midnight <laughs> Uh, Teddy makes Joe come over to decorate the Christmas tree since uh, it's officially the day after Thanksgiving when they always apparently decorate the Christmas tree. Um, and they, they do have a kiss and Joe immediately regrets it and is like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, this is not our relationship at all. Um, but Teddy is like, I love you. And she is very not okay with it. Um you know, it was a little bit awkward because it was like you're telling him how he feels rather than like how you feel, and yeah. I don't know. There's there's something ever so slightly different about the two things. But anyway, uh, she's like, nope, and runs away. <laughs> pretty much, she nopes out of there. Pretty she, quickly. yeah. Um, but from her wi- from her window, a- Amy sees that something has happened, and that Teddy is like basically like wandering around upset upset or something and she's like i'm gonna capitalize on this please thank you um and she drags teddy off to a bar to get drunk because a he clearly needs to go get drunk and b it's her 21st birthday so she was like uh it's midnight now so now i'm 21 and i'm going to a bar right now <laughs> thank Yay. you very much also can i just say Bars in Massachusetts close at one, so there was a very short window. <laughs> I guess that makes actually sense because they yeah. didn't they didn't stay for very long. Um, yeah, but so it it's very clear that Amy is into Teddy, uh, but he's not quite there with like he's still in the like but you're a child phase of like figuring out that he's attracted to her. <laughs> yeah. So in the morning, Joe wakes up to find that Teddy and Amy are asleep on the couch together, and Marcus, um, her editor, who she definitely has a crush on, um, is at the door. Um, She's pissed at Teddy and pissed at Amy and embarrassed about everything that is happening in front of Marcus, Um, but Marcus is there to ask Joe to work on her novel with him, so that's really excited. And Amy, being Amy, decides that to prove herself She's going to move the hot water heater in the basement all by herself right that very minute. And because this is essentially Little Women and we've got to hit all the like plot points of Little Women, um, Amy's moving of the hot water heater goes quite badly. (laughs) And she is struck on the head and has to go to the hospital. This is her like falling through the ice scene. Um and it's because it's that magic moment where Joe realizes that she does, in fact, love her sister and doesn't want her to die. 
and Amy realizes that, like, oh, I should be a grown-up <laughs> and, and maybe, like, think about other people. Um, so, yay, fiction. <laughs> uh, so now they're friends again, um, and then John, basically wanting to capitalize on what's going on between him and Meg and their, their night together, is just like, uh, Meg, will you marry me? And she's like, yep, I will. <laughs> Now Meg and John are squared away. Like, little, like, check mark. Check mark. John and Meg relationship done. (laughs) And so two weeks later, it's the opening night of Amy's play that she's stage managing slash whatevering. And everybody goes to see it. Um, Teddy promised to go, so he is there, but it's still, he's still very weird about, around Joe, and he doesn't really want to see her, uh, and it gets even weirder for him when Joe arrives with Marcus, and they're, like, having a moment, like, they sit together, they hold hands, it's very cute. So, Teddy is hiding, um, backstage with Amy during the show, um, after he decides to get it all out in the open and confronts Joe, and uh, confronts Joe about his feelings for her, and... They end up getting everything squared away and they become friends again. But because of this confrontation, Marcus, the editor, thinks that maybe the moment was really only on his end and he doesn't now want to spend time with Joe. Yeah. Uh, so then it is Christmas Eve. And uh, the house, I think, is done. Multi- yeah. It, it's a little unclear. They like it, they don't show anymore, but you get the impression that it's done. Um and there isn't any extra money, but Beth has found presents for everyone anyway, like in the attic, and she's figured stuff out. And she's also finally got a job and, a, like, a direction for her life. She's going to teach music. Uh, and Teddy realizes that he might actually have feelings for Amy. Uh, and also, miracle of miracles, their parents come home. <laughs> Hooray! Not Marmy slash Mr. Yeah, it's, March. It's like mother and father. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and so at the same time, Joe realizes that she wants to go after Marcus. Um, so she shows up at his office with Chinese food because he is Jewish. And Jewish Christmas is the best. Jewish Christmas is the best. Chinese food and movies. And she tells him that she wants to have more moments with him. And then and he seems really into the idea. So they kiss. And because one kiss means forever. That is that. And we know that everyone will turn out okay. And they will be together. And the book is going to be published and hooray merry christmas to all wrapped in a nice big march sisters christmas bow (laughs) the end the end all right all right so let me explain what i mean by disneyfied um if you think about disney and what disney has done to like all the classic fairy tales they've made them like nice and sweet and happy endings rather than like morality tales Mm. so like something like the little mermaid she doesn't die at the end she gets to marry the prince it's all happy and yeah um I, i always think of the time i was in college and i said that to somebody of like oh well it's like a disney version of something and they were like what and i was like oh like the little mermaid and then i ended up having to be that terrible person who breaks breaks it to like a 19 year old about what actually happens in the little mermaid <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like oh no no they don't actually get together sorry she, she <laughs> dies and gets to go to heaven cuz mermaids don't or, in or, some versions or she turns or into sea foam, foam. <laughs> So this this story it, it does it essentially does that it makes 
it takes all the things that go wrong essentially in Little Women and just basically erases them. Yeah, um, um, Beth is fine. Well, that's one thing actually <laughs> I want to mention. Um, yeah, Beth does not die, but the thing that dies about Beth is her fixation with being an artist and that really hurt me (laughs) i wrote down that i love that beth's death is the death of her artistry that hits so many feels that i'm dying that i'm dying not beth (laughs) (laughs) except for the fact that i got the impression that beth these were not Beth's dreams. They were everybody else's dreams. Well, no, I know, but the feel that the, the feeling that she has to squash, like the the whole monologue that she has about like guys, I'm so sorry. I am not who you think I am. I am <laughs> not going to be the musician. I am not going to be that special person. I do not have the capability of being that artist for you. I don't That's care true. how much you believe in me. It made me cry so hard in my soul. (laughs) Because sometimes I do feel that way, even though for myself, I have to tell myself, you know, I am that artist. You are that artist. I believe in you. Thank you. Thank you. But for Beth, that, that having to kill that vision of herself for her family equaled dying. Okay. Um, to me. Sure. Yeah. Um. Um, do we, anyway. I have a couple things to say before we go into segments. Go ahead, please. Um, so, um, one thing that I, I really liked about this, um, was that I, I feel like this was the first time in a Little Women thing that I really actually kind of saw Teddy falling in love with Joe, Lori falling in love with Joe. With like, Joe, yeah, okay, um, like because, because I I got the impression that he was supposed to have already been in love with her. Uh, yeah, he did, but like the fact that he kind of fought for her a little bit okay. more than 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 the usual. Sure, that the the confrontation between the two of them of it just being like, I don't feel that way about you. I love you, but I don't feel that way about mm-hmm. you. They had like three or four scenes to get this across, so I think that's probably why I felt like it got across a little bit more than some other versions of Little Women, um, and the fact that it's modern, that that the fact that a heroine says no to the yeah basic. Hero. I mean, I will I will say, I I did really like this newest version of Little Women that came out. We're recording this, uh, like a week after the. Christmas Day 2019 uh, Greta Gerwig version came out, but I I won't lie, my favorite version of Little Woman is like the 2018 modern retelling. I've never seen that. It's real good. I really like it. I have a feeling that it translates really well. It it really, it works really well Well, for me. Well, because like all of these themes that Louisa May Alcott was working with are so on point for women today that I I honestly think the story makes more, like it really resonates a lot more for us today than it might have 150 years ago. Um, Or at least it makes sense to us. We're like, thank you, miss, for writing us this story about, like, we don't have to settle for... We can love people in different ways. I have so many weird thoughts about this movie over the the period of watching. Yeah. Um, So, first of all, like, when... I feel like I need to go back to their original names just for my brain. So, Marmy... I have Marmy and Lori written down yeah. all over my notes. <laughs> Sorry, guys, at home. Listening. Yeah, right. So when Marmy is like, uh, uh, I've got to go to Afghanistan to help your father, basically, they're like, but you're going to miss Christmas. But it's 
October. And I like my brain thought, well, you're Americans. Thanksgiving's a big deal. <laughs> like, yes, Christmas, but like Thanksgiving's first. That's true, but the movie is called The March Scissors at Christmas. So I they know, read but the script. they're only at Christmas for like a very small portion of this movie. <laughs> That's true, but I will say that, I mean, I had this down as a new and noteworthy, but I'll talk okay. about it now. I will say that I thought it was a smart idea to start it in late October yeah, because no it works. actually gave them a realistic amount of time to do these reno- renovations, unlike other Hallmark movies where you're like, but that's in three weeks. Yes. No, I think in terms of renovations, I thought it was a good amount of time. I do, I, but also I found the time period problematic for the Teddy Amy story because he is in love with Joe until two weeks before Christmas. And by Christmas, he's maybe in love with Amy. But that is one thing I liked about this. Now that the whole Joe thing is over with and he loves his family, it it doesn't really happen between the two of them. They don't kiss. That's true. It's a It's a promise that they're going to... This is going to be so stupid and I might just like cut this out. But if you ever watch Girl Meets World, <laughs> where the the Sean daughter character, uh-huh. who's played by Sabrina Carpenter, and okay. now I can't remember her name mm-hmm. on the show, um, is kind of in love with Corey Matthews' younger brother, who is born at the end of Boy Meets World. They're not that much apart in age, but she's like in love with him. But they're not at the time where they're meant to be together yet. And so they both, and they're, but they're both sort of into each other, mm-hmm. and they're like, it's not the time. And they promise, they kind of are like, I'm here, mm-hmm. and we will like mature into you. That okay. is what's happening with Teddy and Amy. Is they're both sort of like, now is not our time. It's not white, right for us, and they they lean into that, which I appreciated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. I also really loved um, Joe's face when she realizes that there are sparks between Teddy and Amy at the oh, end. Oh yeah. When there's like you know like sparks are flying, they're not doing anything about it. But she's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but also, it it was a what the fuck, but also like, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. She was like. All right, <laughs> this is happening. My life, <laughs> whatever. Um, there's a couple of sexy things. Oh yeah, that they... were ew for me. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. And they both involve Meg. <laughs> All right. Um. So first, she, she so she has this boyfriend at the beginning of the movie where like douchebag Dan, douchebag Dan, um. He was like, John has to defeat, but not really. Um, so Dan is going off somewhere. I don't even know. I don't care. Um, but they're, he's, he's leaving for somewhere. So it's going to be like a long distance relationship. And at some point he's like, it's fine. It's going to be Skype sex. And all I could think was like, Ugh, not cool. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is when uh, Meg and John hook up for the first time after their breakup uh, before they get engaged because that's really it's like they hook up and then they they get engaged yeah um they are like making out in the hallway and then john i guess goes to open a room and meg's like this is my parents room and then he's like oh we had a lot of good times in this room and again i was like ew <laughs> <laughs> ew no 
You have a bedroom in this house. Why are you having sex in your parents' room? It's a taboo. <laughs> I agree with you. That's kind of nasty. Um, I had when, when when Hannah was sort of like, they just fucking hooked up. Why are they getting engaged? This is like too fast. And I went, you know what though? Schmidt and Cece got together with no without getting really back together, and he proposed immediately. Yeah. Yeah. A new girl. Which I just rewatched and it is amazing. But, um, yeah. So that's a thing. There's a few things also. They start this movie off with the, like, you have to get a kiss by Christmas. It never they forget comes about back. it. Yeah, you're right. It totally dissipates. Disappears. No longer uh, a driving force of the movie. And then there, there were just a few, like, weird moments for me. Yeah. Um, they talk about going to an obscure play and it turns out to be Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Yeah. No, it's not an obscure play. So that's one. And then two, they also have, like, they're doing the play. And, and granted, they picked a weird part of the play because it, it was the, like, Malvolio reading the letters. And I don't know why they picked this part of the play. So they could have one actor only. Yeah. Because there's a thousand. They, they overlay it with worded music. It's so weird. Like, it's it's supposed to be, like... The play is happening, and we're like in in the world of Joe and Marcus as they're holding hands and having a moment. Except for that, it just feels chaotic. Yeah, they didn't edit it very well. No, it was really bad. Like, because you can hear a lot of the 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 terrible speech as well as this music at the same time. So yeah, it's like, just what like, am I supposed to be listening to? Yeah, it was it was that was bad. Um, sh- we should go into segments. Yeah, we should. A little long. Okay. Um, Hallmark Hallmark didn't have too many. I didn't have too many, but I had I had a few. Okay, so um, there there was a that's weeks away with six specifically. It was six weeks away with um her with the autobiography. I yeah, think. right, because he wanted the the manuscript done by like Christmas or whatever. Yeah, um, I have that they wore red dresses when they got their men. Yeah, that's the last, like, final, like, yeah. red dress moment. Re- red dress at the party means uh, you're going to declare your love. One kiss <laughs> means forever. Um, and then I also had the parents coming home at Christmas. Like, soldiers coming home at Christmas mm-hmm. is a definite trope. Um, and I had the, like, there's a secondary love interest that works out well. So, like, Meg and John working out. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I had. Um, yeah, me too. Pretty Parade. All right, so I had one pretty parade and a few anti. Okay. I only have one anti, so you go ahead. Okay, so my pretty parade, there's one shot. It's very short, but I really thought it was beautiful. They, like, it starts snowing, and they show outside, and they show a tree without any leaves with, like, snow on the tops of the branches, you know? But it also has twinkle lights on it, and I was like, oh, it's so pretty. That is really pretty. Which was your anti? Oh, my anti-pretty parade, and this is really stupid, is that we're at the point in, like, the mid-tens, or early tens, because we're in the 20s at this point. <laughs> oh, stop it. Yeah, ah! 20s, where... Um, roaring. The roaring 20s, uh, where their hair is... Uh, the look was the hair is up, but the front of the face hair is out of whatever braid or mm-hmm. ponytail you're in and so it's like all over the place and it just kind of looks messy but it's the look mm. so anyway that was my anti. okay so i i had two antis uh the first quick one was at one point she 
puts on a lime green shirt and everyone's like, ooh, yeah. Nope. And and thank God Amy makes her change out of it. No one looks good in lime green. I I, I want to find the person who looks good in lime green. No, I'm, I'm, no, lime green is a terrible color and we shouldn't have it. Um, uh, so that, that was number one. Number two is I found everybody in this movie looked really sweaty. Oh, I didn't see that at all. Oh, I, I thought everybody looked really like, yeah, just, it was like, like, like dewy, dewy, but not in a cute way. That might also <laughs> just be my TV. <laughs> Right. It could be the TV. It could be that, like, we have, since 2012, TVs have gotten better, and now you can see too much. That's true. That is possible, but I found that distracting. How funny. <laughs> Do you have anything else? mm That's it. All right. New and noteworthy. Well, you had... I have a couple. Okay, go for it. Um, so the first thing I want to say about New and Noteworthy is uh, Meg has these really beautiful achievement boards where she has mm. this really cool, it's like a vision board, but it's not a vision board, where basically it's like a coloring book. And it's, with, a, it's a paint by number. It is a paint by number. Yeah. But instead of a number, it's an achievement. And when you do that achievement, you color it in. And I kind of really want that. <laughs> where I'm like, I washed my dishes. Gotta color it in. I went to an audition fantastic coloring it in yeah no i really liked it too it was so cool um another new and noteworthy is definitely not empty coffee cups Mm. or cocoa cups yeah because you could see the cocoa in them you could see the cocoa Mm -hmm. and it was a thing where they had to be like carefully moving them Mm -hmm. around because they kept picking it up and putting it down it was a comic bit anyway um yeah and also i'm gonna go back to something that we never talked about but i was I, i was really upset by the Halloween costumes. I'm just going to put that out there. Oh. Um, not Joe's. Joe's was fine. She was an explorer? I thought she was Indiana Jones, but... Sure. She know. was wearing a pith helmet. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah, whatever. Um, if, again, I grew up in Massachusetts. October in Massachusetts. October 31st in Massachusetts. I'm sorry, you can't dress slutty and be outside. <laughs> you, you've got to be in a heated house and have your slutty costume on. Were they ever outside? Yes. Oh. Okay. Like, like Meg stood outside in her, like, Cleopatra nothing costume for a solid number of minutes. <laughs> and I was like, no, honey, you need to at the very least look freezing. Amy was, like, a clown in a little, like, And nobody cared coochie. about Beth. She was I, a witch. No. Oh, yeah, Beth she was a witch. You didn't, but you didn't see her until they came back home. <laughs> anyway. Um, to be fair, though, uh... I went to Christmas in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and usually that's fucking freezing. It was 56 degrees. Yeah. I got to wear my tights. I mean, no, I'm sorry. I got to wear my heels without tights um, on date night, which was, like, kind of scary. So Yeah, anyway. I mean, it, yeah, but also, we were not, we hadn't fried the planet quite as much in 2012. Well, it was supposed to be the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we did. Do you have any across the universe? I don't. I know that Caitlin Doubleday is in some upcoming movies that we'll probably talk about. But I had one. You did. Go ahead. But a personal one. Okay. Which I know are different. Um, so across my universe, Beth is playing from a Christmas sheet music book. Mm-hmm. And I had the exact same Aww. one. So when she's playing from Deck the Halls, I got a little bit of a like nostalgia because I'm like, <laughs> I 
gets to look at that one too. Oh. Same thing. So that was cute for that me. That was cute. Did you have a supporting shout out? Nope. Me either. All right. So I guess we're at kiss meter. Yep. Um, I want you to go first. Okay. I thought this kiss had a lot of passion. I thought it was filmed terribly. So it ended on a seven for me because I could see the passion, but basically it was all the back of his head. Yeah. I I gave it an eight, but for the same, the same thing. So they both were into it. It was really passionate. Um, I agree with you that it was filmed terribly and she did the thing with with her hands on the face where all you can see is his hands. Yeah. But you could tell that with, because the kiss went on for a really long time. So you could kind of tell that they were like... Supremely and, on it. So I say an eight because it was okay. pretty fucking good. And he was cute. <laughs> that was in part of my notes and I didn't know how to bring it up, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So Hannah, would you watch this movie? I think if you're in a little women phase, I probably would. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was cute. It's not perfect. It's got a lot of problems, but it was adorable in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think that's where I'm going to land on it. If like, I feel like if, if, if you don't like Little Women, I would say probably not. But for your average, like, Little Women, like, I enjoyed Little Women. It was cute. Yeah. I would say... That I'm not sure I would watch this one multiple times, mm, but if yeah. if it's on, I would say watch it. I would yeah. say, like, if you're going to watch something once, yeah. watch this. I would be very interested to see how someone would like this and other adaptations of Little Women if you've never read Little Women, because you might be a little confused about the whole, like, Laurie slash Teddy Amy situation. You might think it's mm. a little bit creepy if, you, if you're not already on board with, yeah. with that relationship. But I agree. I think that this particular movie was kind of cute <laughs> and sweet, and I, I think they did a good job with it. It's not the worst thing they've ever watched. Right. It's, it's, it's worth def- one watch. Right. And I, I thought it was, they adapted the story of Little Women relatively well. They really did. <laughs> I was surprised and, yeah. and pleased with, yeah. how it, with how it did. Like, they, like I was like, okay, I've, I've got your beats that I'm expecting in Little Women, and I've gotten all of those yeah properly so so there you are that was uh the march sisters at christmas yeah Um, the one thing i will say do not like about this movie at all is the title (laughs) yeah i mean it gets the cell across it's like having a really well well constructed subject in an email you You know know what what you're getting when you open it you know what to fix this title just remove the at and i'm already I already like it that much better. Yeah. The March Sisters Christmas. Yeah. Done. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't I know. I also, it did kind of bother me that they referred to their home that they grew up in and have known, known other, known no other home as Orchard House. Yeah. Nobody names their home anymore. No. It's really, it was weird. Like, uh, yeah. I kept thinking about it as like. Do you have a summer home that you call something else? Well, I. Sandringham I, or something? <laughs> I kept thinking about this house that I built, and I didn't really build a house that you could live in. Um, it was a house that I built at summer camp out of, like, twigs. <laughs> you know, in twine. <laughs> um, that was called Turtle House, because we found a turtle in it. Oh. Um, and we called it Turtle House, and it was, like, but also, like, it was in the middle of the woods, and it, you, you know, 
it had sticks. <laughs> that is it's, a it's sweet. Like, that is right, a sweet yeah, thing to title. Yeah. Right, but you know, it's sort of like naming your fort. <laughs> So, uh, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. It's It's been lovely. It's been a great Christmas season. Thank you so much. Uh, we're very humbled about all the downloads that we've gotten. It's really exciting. And humbled we love and it. ecstatic. Yeah, thank you so thank much you. for your support. Thank you. Um, this is so much fun. I know. We, we really have a good time. We hope you have a good time listening to us. We have a good time making this for you. Um, and so we're going to, again, go to every other week. Mm-hmm. So... No new podcast next week. No. So we're taking, yeah, every other week. And and we would love it if, um, since we are going to keep going with Hallmark movies um, throughout the year, like we say, Hallmark is every year. If you have, <laughs> uh, all throughout the year. Yeah. If you have any favorites in, in like the backlog or things that you love to see or some or something that's coming up that you really want us to cover, please tweet at us at um, one kiss means forever. That is one, the numerals one and four. Um, and uh, same, same on Instagram and Facebook. Yep. Or you can send us an email at one kiss means forever. Everything is written out like it is in your podcast feed um and just let us know oh at gmail yeah i forgot that part at gmail yes (laughs) Uh, and yeah let us know we we check these things we look we would love to interact with you more um and uh join us for the tweetathons that we'll have usually when there's a um uh premiere we 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 like to tweet the yeah we like to tweet the premieres follow us and a thank you to flint pastors for our intro outro music you can find his stuff on soundcloud and spotify um and Thanks, guys. Have an amazing start to your 2020. Roaring 20s. Aha! Pull out your flapper dresses. Let's get this going. Oh, your flasks. Let's let's bring back the era of speakeasies, just because that's fun. Okay. And if you can't go to a speakeasy, just speak easy and compassionately to your friends. Um, That would be nice. On that note, good night, friends. Or goodbye, or whatever time it is you're listening to us. Good day. Good day. Ta-ta now. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>